Good evening, Vancouver. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, December 11, 2023. The Vancouver Canucks have won back-to-back games for the first time in quite a while. Um, and here to discuss that with me and Ethan Bear and four upcoming games this week is my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? I am great, Parker. I hope you're well as well. We went, we both went two for one in our predictions, so we are, uh, we're on the ball, and I think uh, we're going to continue on the ball this week. That's my gut feeling, but yes, everything is good. Uh, personally, everything is good. My health, I'm, I'm walking with no crutch, with no scooter. I'm real slow, but getting back to health, and uh, may, I kind of go like the Canucks team, kind of go up and down, up and down, but two straight wins. I, I've had two straight days of not falling over, so I feel good. <laughs> That's... Uh, two doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm happy you haven't fallen you. over in two days. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Uh, How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, the two and one predictions worked out. Uh, yep. Really, uh, looking back at it, not not good predictions uh, with the win one lose when the Canucks have been doing. We would have been smart right. to say one and two, but yeah, forever yeah. the optimists that we are, uh, apparently, uh, the Canucks pull out um, wins over the Wild, their first loss under their new coach. Uh, and they take out the Carolina Hurricanes, who have the worst goaltending in hockey, um, which was nice. Two two games this week where the Canucks played the two worst teams goaltending-wise in the Devils oh, did, and the Hurricanes. Oh, I didn't know that. So the fact we lost the Devils, that's even worse then. Well, they did score five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that game that game's going to be tough for me to for me to go back to. That one hurt. Uh, but, yeah, uh, for, for many reasons, where, yeah. That's probably where we'll end up starting. Uh, of course but yeah um our our protocol for the night we'll go back we'll recap the first three or the last three games uh, that just happened i uh, will probably spend the least amount of time on the new jersey one even though it was one of the most interesting um because it was so long ago and i don't remember that far um then we have uh, of course the news that the canucks are out on ethan bear who we've sort of just been waiting for them to sign and and now we know won't happen um and maybe talk about you know what what options the canucks have because i think we're both pretty confident they need to shore up their defense a little bit more uh and then we can talk about the four upcoming games including uh two early ones this weekend we've got an 11 a.m on saturday and a noon on sunday what the uh, heck would be a bit bizarre yes um and i I, i've spoiled at least on my show that the plan is to have all four of us on Game Over Vancouver on the Saturday game, almost like our early, I don't know, we call it a Christmas gift to our viewers. I'm not sure if they would accept that as a gift, but yes, uh, we're going to try and get get together on the Saturday. But at least, uh, you know, some people really like those early games, Parker. I don't know about you because then you, I don't know, I, I like ending my day with the, uh, with the Canucks game and then doing our shows or whatever. But uh, some people like it at the start because then they have the rest of their day to do whatever they would do on a weekend. Yeah, it's a, uh, I, I kind of like it. Um, Saturday yeah. at 11 is, is pretty nice. Um, just thinking like, you know, you wake up on a Saturday cause normally like I, I, I watch football, right. And yes. what's lovely about waking up on Sunday, especially being on the West coast is you wake up, it's like nine o'clock. If you get a little sleep in on the weekend, make yourself a coffee, a little breakfast and, and like sit down and watch, you know, sports all day. And I can kind yeah. of then do that on Saturday now too. I can get up in the morning, uh, you know, watch the Canucks in the wild at 11. Um, yep. maybe get slightly camera ready at some point <laughs> if all three of us are going to be on game over. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then, and then can do the same thing on Sunday. Cause the Seahawks don't play Sunday. Uh, I have to wait for Monday for them to disappoint me this week. <laughs> um, so I get, uh, I get this one in replacement and it's the Blackhawks. It'll be nice to see my team hopefully win on a Sunday. That's true. It, oh yeah. It's the Blackhawks and our, our, our app. Yeah. It's funny. Um, they're obviously, uh, Bedard is playing in Edmonton tomorrow. So you can see a lot of hype about that. And then we don't get him at home until, until January, but at least we get him until I'm in Chicago. Yes. <laughs> Wait, well, that's right. You were in Chicago when the, they're playing here. Yeah. Nice one. Good, good. Yeah, planning. Interesting kidding. that the, that the Blackhawks are doing a mini Western, like the Oilers and then Seattle and then yeah. Vancouver, but not in Vancouver in Chicago. It's a very weird schedule. Very strange. Um, quite odd. Yeah. We're ready. Should we go, we're ready. Should we go back in time? Yeah. To Tuesday. Yeah. We we we're, we gotta we gotta talk about it. We do a little bit. This one was very <laughs> painful for me <laughs> because I I did game over that night. And, That's right. And I had the th- and so when it's like what was it like they had it was a three nothing in the two. first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were actually on three one. Four one in the no. first. 
Four yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Either way, they were losing pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it was four two at the end. But yeah, when it was so it was four one. Uh, when when they made it four one, I was kind of thinking to myself, I'm like, ah, well, they're not gonna win this game. They're out of it. I'll just focus like analytically, you know, I'll, you know, just take an objective view of the game and see how they perform the rest of the way out. Yeah. And then Joshua made it four two, and I was like, yeah, it's a two goal game. But then they did nothing in the second period. And the third period comes along and they make it five three and then five four. Actually, after the five three goal, I'm thinking like, eh, if there's anything in the there's two goals in 13 minutes, like this team has the scoring power. <laughs> then you get the Lafferty goal, and then I'm like, you know, I'm doing the pacing thing. I'm like, I'm here we go. Now I'm invested. Um, and then of course you have Niels Hoaglander scoring that goal with three yeah. and a half minutes left. So and good. I'm thinking, wow, they're they they they, they battled back that is awesome if they pull this out it is going to be a very fun show on game yep. over huge um, yep. and then what did the new new jersey's devils do they started after doing nothing for 16 and a half minutes in the third period they started to dominate the, the yeah. game we the didn't get into their zone yeah we didn't get into their yeah zone. <laughs> yeah so i'm like oh okay now i'm just like please get a point please get a point please get <laughs> and of course they don't um so obviously i just sort of skimmed through a lot of that game but we can we can sort of go back in time that was sort of my overall experience um so, uh, that one made but, me mad yeah and that was that's a very good summation we don't have to go through all the goals because all the goals for the uh devils were basically the same is bad coverage rebound puck in the net but uh, and i'm being a little bit facetious but not really yeah, I watched your game over because I was coming home. I was at the game with my boss, um, and it took him we a lot of fun. And I was I, I was showing him your show as we were, uh, you know, at a stoplight. Don't worry, I'm not that unsafe. But uh, yeah, you looked defeated. Like uh, I, I could feel your emotion oozing through my my car, uh, not my car, my in my car through the the, the phone screen. I felt bad because yeah, to be down four one and be, the life sucked complete out of the building. And I'm sure you I'm saw sure. it on TV. I, yeah. yeah, I was there. I felt it. Then 4-2, you're right. You're saying, oh, this is a tough team to come back on. Then 5-2, okay, we're done. And then 5-3, okay, maybe 5-4. Oh, yeah, this ha- five, five. Oh, this is happening for sure. <laughs> and then it would be one thing if New Jersey dominated and scored and still gave us like three minutes to catch up and tie it up. But they waited till like 30 seconds left. And it was just, oh, all that for nothing. All that for nothing. Yeah, and that was the most frustrating part, right? It was like, man, this team really showed up for 16 minutes today. <laughs> Like they, they came out firing in the third period, dominated the play. And then just were like, they, they tied it up and like, all right, we're good. We don't have to do anything else. You know, that's, yeah. that was our job. And then they just sat back. That was the frustrating thing to me. It was like, man, like this New Jersey team showed that they can just fall apart and you have done <laughs> it to them. You have made them fall apart. And then you yeah. just, instead of putting your foot further on the gas, they just, they just let up and they yeah. let New Jersey take it back. And it's yeah. one of those ones where like that, that one just hurts. That was at least a point that you have fought so yes. hard to get. Uh, and you just, you just didn't. Yeah, the, the only saving grade. Well, uh, well, at least it wasn't a Pacific division. It wasn't what a conference team it wasn't right. a Pacific division team, but still you still want, and it goes the other way too. Like if, if we had won this game in extra time, I wouldn't care that we gave up the extra point to the, other team because ultimately no. it doesn't affect us in the that's i think i even said that on game over vancouver I, yeah. was like, I was like i was like why like new jersey like they didn't do like the the sort of gentleman's like hey you know three and a half minutes left we're tied we all want points here you know both teams yeah. want a point let's let's get to ot you know you're right didn't he was brothers talk about that before the game come on you'd think right yeah um but no they didn't yeah and we don't have to go through goal by goal it'll take forever because there's 11 goals but uh wouldn't you agree like a lot of the Jersey goals were Canucks giveaways or a defenseman. And I get, I get defense. Uh, Parker is a, is a team concept. The forwards got to play defense as well, but first one, Hronik pinches two on one. So the second one, Myers just basically gives it to Jack, uh, Jack Hughes in the corner. Uh, the last one, Ian Cole loses it up the boards. I know Joshua had a bit to do that too. Just really frustrating, uh, frustrating mistakes from the blue line. Yeah. That Myers giveaway hurt the most on that. Few, on What'd you Jack think of that? <laughs> just, having a little bit of pressure on him and he panicked as the pressure was let off of him. Like what a scouting report by Jack Hughes. Just being yeah. like, Oh, I'm going to make him think I'm going to do something. And I'm just going to back off. Cause he's just going to try to throw it up the boards. He so what's the door doing there too? What's the door doing? There? I don't know why all, I don't know where there's three people in the corner. I don't know why the two defensemen and the center are all in the corner. I don't have a good answer for that. Cause there isn't <laughs> one. 
Um, yeah, that was that was terrible. Um, you know, Zadorov should should be on the guy in front of the net. Uh, Miller should be either on the guy on the wall harder or in the passing lane or doing something. Um, yeah, it was just no no one did their job on that play. Well, and then uh, I guess, and and we'll we'll give credit. Like uh, it was a nice comeback, but I guess we the game time goal. Quinn Hughes was was so good on the line, just shielding Timo Meyer, like tur- actually literally turning his back to him and just keep it away from him. Then I get remember he then he went through. There's a, a mess of four players at the blue at the blue line. Yeah. He got through that, and then to have that shot, take the shot away, and then Hoglander in the right place, right time. That was, that yeah. was outstanding. Yeah, very poor play from Timo Meyer. Because, <laughs> yeah, Quinn Hughes literally turns his back to him and Meyer just shoves him and then Hughes just turns away. And then, yeah, yeah he has that first shot that gets blocked and comes right back to him. Um, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, he just throws that second one at the net and it's a big rebound. And I mean, credit to Hoagland, he had to really reach back for that one. Um, yes. You know, that's one that you see sort of like slide under the guy's stick a lot of the time. Um, you got to be yeah. really strong to pull that back. Um, I mean, Niels Hoaglander, this game was a statement, I think, for him. Yeah. Like, this was him saying, like, no, you're, like, I'm not coming out of the lineup ever again. Like, I yep. am, I'm a, I can play in the top six. I can do whatever. Um, yeah. I know we can sort of talk about that later when we talk about, you know, who sort of impressed us this week. But Niels Hoaglander, sure. far and away, I think, has been, yeah. over the last week and a bit, their best player, almost. What was the mood, what was the mood like in the chat that night, Parker, for game over? It was frustrated. For sure. Yeah. I, people weren't really like, people were just like, like, how do you, it was a lot of anti Tyler Meyer sentiment, um, which, you know, we've seen before. Um, the mood wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure you did your best to write the ship though. Sure. Yeah. No, I was very <laughs> positive. Yeah. Um, good. That, and the thing is, that's one of those games that like, if you really zoom out a little bit, like that's one of those games that might break a team. <laughs> Yeah. Like I was kind of thinking about that going into um, the game on Thursday. I was like, man, are they like, how is their mental here? Cause they're going up against a team that hasn't lost under their new coach. Um, they just, you know, sort of used everything they had in that previous game to go out there and, and win it. And they, they fell short. Like, yeah. are they going to be able to bounce back? Um, and then they went out and had 17 shots against the Minnesota wild <laughs> and one. <laughs> Yes, uh, that game, uh, that was the definition of low event hockey. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, what, 43 shots total. The Canucks have had 43 shots in a game this year. Like by themselves, you I mean? think? Yeah, I think so. Oh, they're got to be. They're got to be, yes. Yeah, this one um, This one was interesting. The Minnesota completely... And I, this was weird because I was watching this one, obviously for, with a discerning eye for Vancouver. Cause I, then I had game over and then I, then I had game over the next day, Parker for uh, Edmonton, Minnesota. So I was uh, watching for obviously our, my show, our show game over Vancouver. And then I had to do game over Edmonton the next night, by the way, funny story about that. I came home and I realized it wasn't on TV and then I couldn't oh, no. watch it on Sportsnet because of the, the blackout, stupid local blackout. So then I tried all these illegal streaming sites. <laughs> couldn't find it. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. So then finally I bought Sportsnet Premium. <laughs> I think this is will reimburse me. Oh, yeah, so you gotta you gotta invoice that. <laughs> That's an expense. It's business business business. Yeah, I was gonna tell you off air, but I, I couldn't help. It was so funny. <laughs> so I was panicking. It was like 10 minutes in the game, like, what am I gonna do? Like, so yeah. we'll make it work. I might keep it Jeez. for a couple months to watch the the wrestling pay-per-views and then cancel it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, the had, they had 43 shots in that game against the Islanders, the Bo Horvat okay. game. Good catch. So I, yeah, good catch. So yeah, um, they get dominated in the first period. They get dominated, but they get the only goal in the first period, which is nice. Yeah, and I missed most of this game. I think I watched the first period. I had my own hockey game, which was at like oh. 15, which is the worst time for me yes, because yes. that is the entirety. It's like you got to leave for the rink when the, like halfway through the first period, and then you get off the ice as the game's ending. So that's, yep. it's just a bit of a write-off. And I, I checked my phone after the game. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> my, um, my, my buddy, our goalie, um, he allowed one goal. And oh. I was like, wow, you uh, didn't do as good as Casey DeSmith tonight. And that, that's how, <laughs> that's how our team found out that they won. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, and did you guys win? Yes. Yes. We oh, yeah, did you allowed one goal. One goal. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, so you, you went, you went one hundred for the night or one thousand. Yeah, that first goal, Hoglander was nice. It was what was really nice about it. He doesn't get an assist, but Zadorov just a six foot six Russian freight train come down the middle, just guns to the net. 
I love it. Like, I, like I watched. I I think I I left right after this goal. Um, oh, you saw I the it time. Good. I had the time to watch it, and I literally I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, is that Dakota? No, that's a nine <laughs> on the jersey, <laughs> and he just went to the net, and he just peeled off. Like he was like, yeah. I, like he didn't stop. You know, like a oh. forward would. He was like, oh, I'm gonna have to get back if something goes wrong, which is good. But Hoaglander just walks in, yeah. takes the trailer roll on his own. It just rips a shot. It's perfectly placed. It is just above the pad, short side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a great shot. It was a three on two, basically, right? Because Miller was on his in the middle, correct? I'd call it a th- three on two and a half. Kaprizov okay. was all over Miller's back, um, oh. but I think Miller's strong enough that if that puck got to him, but Kaprizov did have a stick in the lane. Like Hoaglander, that pass wasn't getting through. Um, depending on when he gave it over, if he passed it over earlier, then. Like right as they crossed sure. the blue line, then he would have had him. But yeah, but yeah, you're right. Hoaglander shows really good poise and a really strong shot. And yeah, a period they got dominated, but they end up with the only goal, which is obviously uh, nice against the flow of the play for sure. Yeah, and I I remember Shorty calling it on the broadcast when when Minnesota. I think the shots were like eight nothing or something along those lines, and he was like, Minnesota hasn't scored. This is one of those times where you'd be a little nervous if you were a Wild fan because yeah, sometimes you, you get something against the flow of play and. And he called it. It's exactly what happened. The Canucks get on a rush while the shots are eleven to three, and uh, you know a perfectly yeah. placed one uh, gives the Canucks the uh, the first goal. Yes, and I, I'll tell you, you didn't miss a lot. Obviously, not just by the scoring, but uh, right. Yeah, there there are two fights though in the game. Two fights. That's good. Yeah, uh, Middleton and Joshua in the middle of the second period, which can't remember what what precipitated that, and then. In the third period with 12 seconds left. By the way, Pat Maroon just be like, yes, he's a Santa Cup winner. The guy's a complete goof now. He's slow. He's and he tried yeah, he to fight. Well, he fought Zadorov and it wasn't much of a fight. I don't know. I did see of, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not much. Although I think if you had to pick a winner, it's probably Maroon, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Canucks have a good second period, right? Yeah. That was the yep. only they reversed the old it. the old analytics here. Uh, at correct. all situations. First period expected goals were 1.8 for the Wild, 0.3 for the Canucks. So 87% expected goals for the Wild, which is like, that's really bad. Like, we don't see that very often. Until the next period, when the Canucks had 1.46 expected goals for to 0.12 goals against for 92.5%. Um, How is that possible? And then the third period was 75-25 in favor of the Wild, obviously, as they were trying to claw that one back. Um, So, yeah, just three separate games, essentially, in this one. But the Canucks Mm -hmm. um, get three shots in the third period, and one of them is, uh, again, just on sort of – it's not really a zone entry, but everyone's sort of coming down from the blue line. Um, Ian Cole – or sorry, what was – no, it pulled me back too far. Uh, Connor Garland uh, makes that play up. Juleson kind of gets the puck on the boards, wins the battle, Correct. which is good for him um, yep. because, you know, he's been okay at best, I think. Um, yeah. Gets it to Garland, and he just, you know, both D-men step the wrong way. They both step forward. Garland, sli- like, sauces it through, and, and Bluger just yeah. backhand forehand beats the goalie. Yeah, it was a great pass by Garland, actually. Uh, to, to, you're right. Yeah, it was a wonderful pass. Actually, Garland had a... Really nice pass earlier in the period, too. He sprung Besser on a breakaway, and Besser hit the post. I know Garland, uh, sorry, uh, Joshua also had a breakaway, but he got caught not shooting. <laughs> Just kind of went to the side of the net. So technically, it, it could have been three, four, nothing. Even That's why the expected goals, I guess, were so big for the Canucks. No, that was the second period. Never mind. Um, regardless, the, this was a, Garland had a really good game. He, he set up Besser for that one, and then this one. And Bluger showed a, a lot of poise. Like these Bluger and Susie, who I, I mean, sorry, Bluger and Suter, who I know were missing. Uh, yeah, they're they're expected to play really good defense, kill penalties, but if they do have the skill, Parker to score, but we don't expect them to score twenty goals as a third and fourth line. But if they can do their ten or twelve, that's that's huge for this team. Yeah, Bluger hasn't done a ton offensively. He's at four points. He's only played fourteen yeah. games. Um, but I mean, he's, he's supposed to be the four C, right? That's, that's supposed to be his role. Um, and he's been doing a pretty good job of it. I haven't had, uh, I haven't had any real complaints, uh, with his game thus far. I agree. I, the only complaint I have is Bluger and Suter are never healthy at the same time. Bluger. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Hurt. And then, uh, Suter was great. Now Suter is hurt and Bluger is doing just fine. So hopefully we see Suter tomorrow, if not Thursday at the latest, that's the plan. I think. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So the Canucks get their one back, which means they're yes. due to lose <laughs> to Carolina. <laughs> um, and uh, they made it a little iffy um, at times in this one. Mm. Um, first period, um, Canucks open the scoring. Uh, this is the uh, the Lafferty goal um, where this is, I mean, this is just, this is just Elias Patterson being yep. good. Um, comes in off the wing into the middle of the ice. Sam Lafferty does what Nikita Zadorov did the previous game, just <laughs> charges the net uh, through two guys. Uh, Pedersen sort of just trying to get something on net low, hits a skate or a stick or something from the Carolina player. Um, and the juiciest rebound for Sam Lafferty, like it's going off to the side. So he's got a wide open net. Uh, you know, he's not missing that one. Not many people are. Uh, but yep. I mean, he created a lot of that play, right? He created that opening. He twisted the defenseman around, and he, and he made that uh, that shot be a little awkward coming through. So yeah, um, Sam Lafferty stocks are going up. Uh, yeah, so. and a couple of things too. Every time that Rick Tockett says something about Sam Lafferty doing what a true power forward to do or a great power move, uh, he's not dissing Kuzmenko, but it is in stark contrast to Kuzmenko because basically Lafferty is in Kuzmenko's spot. So I always think about that when he talks when he praises Lafferty. But Petey, I know we're going to talk about all his points, but when Petey is on his game, one thing I noticed, Parker, is his skating, he's never been the smoothest skater, but his moves just look so fluid. His deeks, his stick handling, and that was a perfect example of that goal where he kind of weaves through, like you said, and, and then gets that quick shot off, producing that juicy rebound. So Pedersen obviously had a really good game. And he looks really good. It looked really yeah. good. A lot better Patterson's, than he has been. Patterson's got such a unique skating and, and movement style. Um, like it's so obvious when you see him out there that it's him. Uh, and yeah, when he's on, it's 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 so clear and and he just creates mm -hmm. so much space on his own. Um, and that was a good example of it. Um, and then another one being their next goal, right? Where yeah, um they come in essentially two on one. Mikheyev uh turns around, finds Patterson kind of rolls off of his stick and you're thinking, ah, what a missed opportunity. And then even like Pedersen looks up, you're like, okay, get it to Mikheyev, right? He's like, that's your only, like the play is about to be over as I think it's Natchez comes in to, to break up that passing lane. And then Pedersen just keeps it, keeps it, goes all the way to the goal line. And then Mikheyev, I don't know if you've, if you've watched this replay in slow-mo, Mikheyev makes such a good play here. Because before the puck has left Pedersen's stick, like before he's even at the goal line, Mikheyev goes and does a quick chop to get stick position over the defender. And yes. then the pass comes in and is right there. Like it is two extremely skilled players just knowing each other and knowing exactly what the play is going to be. Um, very, very smart goal. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Just Mikheyev knowing what Petey was going to do. Well, I guess he only had one option. But well, he could have, yeah, I mean, dude. he could have been like, ah, oh, my guy's covered. I'm going to reverse, yeah. right? I'm going to, I'm going to curl back because he had room to curl back along the boards, right? Maybe try to play it up to Quinn Hughes on the point or, or try yeah. to go like back for Lafferty in the faceoff circle or just ring it around to the far D man, right? Chronic's back there too. There, there's a lot of options, but, um, like that puck, that pass gets broken up way more often than not. But McKay have just got stick position at the exact perfect yeah. time. And Nature's probably kicking himself, saying, oh, "Of course he was going to do that. Why didn't?" But that was such a smart, skilled play. Yeah, I agree with you. It was nice. It was really nice. Then you thought you think you're laughing two nothing on a, and yeah, the, we saw what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carolina answers right back, sort of a three on two on one, turning into a three on two ish. Um, yeah. yeah, passed on the two on one gets through. Heronic, yeah. uh that's been Heronic's weakness. Um, has yeah. been sort of, you know, passes getting through him a lot uh, on plays like this. Uh, that one just goes right between his stick and his skates. It's perfectly placed. Uh, and just a quick shot upstairs uh, on Demko uh, gets through for Martinuk, who, of course, it's his first goal of the year because uh, oh, yeah. that's what the Canucks love to do. At least it wasn't his first of his career. Did Hughes give it away or is it a, well, there had to be a two-on-one somehow. I don't, I'm not sure if it, the replay goes back that far. Uh, it does. What happened here? Yeah. Yeah. So Quinn Hughes pinched. And then he tried to throw it in front instead of cycling it around. Uh, um, and it just got broken up. Okay. So, Thank yeah, you. not not the yeah. best play by Hughes. But if that puck gets right. through, then it might be a goal. So it's kind of yeah. a fair uh, enough. A little yeah. results oriented, but not ideal. Yeah, we'll we'll take it. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Goal number four in this yes. one then is uh is JT Miller just hopping off the bench. Um, so this is just 
the reason Niels Hoaglander has been such like he's okay. He, he did get the second assist on this one, but he like, he's, he's been so, so good. Like, and I sort of mentioned it, um, I think on my game over stream after Hoaglander scored the tying goal, or you always say like Garland looks really busy where <laughs> yeah. Niels Hoaglander is really busy. Like he's going and doing the same things and he's getting something out of it, right? He just goes in, wins a battle, cycles it down for Besser, who curls away, uh, who again, like wins a battle, curls away. And then JT Miller's hopping off the bench and no one picks him up. He's skating yep. downhill. Puck comes to him right at the hash marks. Uh, and he's, I mean, he's got such a good shot. Uh, he's not missing that most of the time. So Canucks yeah. get their 3-1 lead right back. You hear talk it, give praise and Miller. They both gave praise to Petey for not staying out, trying to extend his shift, recognizing that his two line mates have gone. And he doesn't do the Ian Cole, which I know we're going to talk about it and, and take a casual skate to <laughs> the bench. He he bolts it to the bench. So, mm. so Miller can jump on. It was really good. Actually really nice play. Uh, yeah. The Canes did get one right before the period ended, which always hurts uh, on the power mm. play. Just sort of one last gasp on the power play on the rush. Just a quick little pass down low and puck gets through. Um, is that Hughes? Uh, Hughes? Yeah, Quinn Hughes no. just didn't get a stick on it. Um, yeah, I didn't watch all of this game. I, I was at a I was at a, a, a holiday gathering, but You're I was busy watching, guy, man. I was watching the game. I was yeah, yeah. I was focused more on the game than anything else. Um, yeah, were all the women in night. front of the TV like last last week? Were all the women no, in front of the TV? And you guys, no, were in the everyone kitchen? was. There was less people, so we could <laughs> okay. all fit around the TV. Um, but yeah, just uh, not the best night for Hughes. I mean, how much did he play? Didn't he play? Well, it was a lot less than usual. Played, yeah, under 20 minutes. Uh, less than yeah. Tyler Myers and less than Nikita Zadorov. Wow. Which is usually not a good sign. Um, yeah. And he, you know, wasn't out there in the in the dying minutes uh, yeah. trying to protect a one-goal lead. I was with my wife, Gail Parker, at this game, and they they show the goal score, and they put his name up. And she goes, how do you pronounce that? I said, Che. She goes, how is S-K-J-E-I-Che? I said, I don't know. <laughs> Just trust me, it's Che. Was it his his name was one of the ones in that SNL sketch? I think, yes, it was. The his... rapper one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's fair. That is a yeah. <laughs> it's a very interesting uh, way of of spelling it, but that's yeah, very uh, good. And you would think like, ah, <laughs> oh, he must be from like Finland. And eh, it's Minnesota. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, so three, two going to the third and Carolina does tie it up, tie it up. It's, uh, Steven Nason, um, which again, not how it is spelled, uh, shot from the point just gets tipped and it hits the crossbar, oh. um, an inch higher and it's yep. behind the net. No big deal. An inch lower and Demko probably gets it. Uh, and yeah. it just hits the crossbar and Nason has a gift. Uh, it's just sitting there in the crease. He taps it in, uh, to make it three, three, which is stressful. Yeah. Um, but the Canucks did answer right back. And this one, again, you mentioned when Pedersen is on, mm -hmm. uh, st play starts with a nice little Lafferty drive all the way around. Um, you know, plays it back to the point. That's fine. And then, yeah, Mikheyev plays it down low. And Pedersen just goes to it, puts the brakes on to sort of get a little bit of separation on Ajo. And then, like, swings his stick. And he is, like, this is an impressive wraparound. He goes five hole from behind the net. Like yes, usually you see a guy like at least get a foot to the the goal line on a wraparound that isn't near side, um, but to get that much reach, uh, and to swing that five hole was very impressive uh, from Pedersen. Yeah, didn't bank off a defenseman's skate or his own player skate. It was, yeah, that's that's impressive reach and skill. I guess I, everything. Yeah, geometry. And, geometry. So that's a that's a third assist. It should be for Sam Lafferty, like the not a second assist, but a third assist. So it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, but that is uh, how it would remain. Like you know, Canucks basically hung on for dear life. They didn't have. I don't think they had they have any more shots in the rest of the game. That was their twenty <laughs> second. They had two more shots for the rest of the game, um, uh, which you know, not not ideal. They were hanging on for dear life, but they were able to hang on. Uh, thanks really to um, Demko, who has been sort of on and off lately. And, you know, you look at the stats, three goals and 24 shots doesn't look great. But yeah. that period, he came up huge when he needed to. Yep. And the by winning this game, the Canucks win consecutive games for the first time since November 15th when they knocked off Bo Horvat, the visiting Islanders. And I, I want to get into the too many men, but we can do that by acknowledging uh, donations. So firstly, thank you, Fangirl, for acknowledging 
her membership for 17 months. That's awesome. That's a year and a half. Thank you. And then Spartan, thank you with the $2 donation. Says, when will the Canucks learn to count to five? So two too many men penalties in the same period, Parker. The same two yeah, guys, too. <laughs> that's tough. Uh, that's something you uh, you really don't want to see. Um, yeah, and the, that second one results in that tying goal, right? Um, or not the tying goal, the goal that made it 3-2. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing that has been a problem through a, a few coaches with this team and through like a few different rosters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, whether it was green or Boudreaux or now talk it, this team always finds a way to have too many guys out there. Yeah. 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 Did you actually, I know you're at the party. Did you actually see any replay of the, of the two or not? I didn't see, I remember them happening, but I don't yeah. like specifically remember what the, situations were yeah the, yeah the first one basically quinn hughes jumped on for ian cole and played the puck and some people were saying hughes could have just waited a split second or hughes could have skated a bit faster the second one hughes <laughs> cole oh, he was looking like he came in the bench and then he peeled off and stayed on and, and tried to wave hughes back and by then hughes had already jumped on too so it was the famous cole to hughes pairing that caused both of them yes. yeah that's tough that's tough. Yeah. They gotta they gotta work something out there a little bit, you know. <laughs> yes. Um hopefully Practice. they can. Um so yeah, Canucks get their two wins and for a month of essentially win one, lose one, right? Yep. You said they haven't they haven't won consecutive games since the fifteenth. Yeah. Um and they ha- they've only what lot they lose consecutive games once. Not since that fifteenth, but uh, but before that, yeah, they did. the yeah. the two games yeah. after the fifteenth, they lost oh, they did. both of those. Gotcha. But then, gotcha. yeah, they were just win one, lose one for uh, a, a big stretch there. And if that's going to be the sort of quote unquote bad times for this team, right? If that's this team's floor, yeah. um I'd be pretty happy with that because hey, you look, oh, they're still second in the division. I mean, sure, the Kings will be past them, uh, and the Oilers have are the Oilers are coming. They are, scary. they are churning. Um, but look, I mean, after all that, they're still 12 points up on the Oilers. They're still 12 points up on the flames. They're like the Kraken are dead. Um, they've oh, won yeah. one of their last 10. They lost eight in a row. I mean, they're done. Um, the ducks have also won one of their last 10. They're not like they're, there's only five teams that could theoretically make the playoffs in the Pacific division. And I don't think the flames have it. Huberto nope. is looking atrocious and the, they, they don't have it. Um, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be four teams coming out of the Pacific. It's gonna be Vegas, Vancouver, LA, and Edmonton most likely. Um, yep. And then the only dark horse that could really mess with any of that is the Arizona Coyotes somehow. Um, but even then, you know, Canucks got nine points on them too, so they, mm-hmm. they've got some buffer to play with. Yeah, great point. Great point about that's why those early season wins, even though we're kind of laughing at some of them, eight ones and five nothings and blah blah blah, but. Uh, those count just as much and that it's proving how important they are because you're right. They barely slipped. Yeah. I'm not worried about Edmonton. Even if Edmonton passes us, I'm not worried that we're going to drop to fifth in our division nor out of the wildcard spot. So as long as the Canucks don't mess up, they're going to make the playoffs, but it, it's kind of fascinating that we have to worry about them now instead of thinking it's going to be a three team dog fight for the, for first place. Cause they've won what seven in a row now, right? Seven in a row after, <laughs> uh, after their coaching change. That is wow. Uh, and McDavid is rocketed up the charts too. Um, yeah. yeah yep. So going to playoff odds, uh, at least this is from the athletic. I, there's other mm-hmm. ones out there uh, as well. They have right now. Canucks are projected to get 101 points, which nice. is fine. 93% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, they've got Edmonton at 98, 86% chance of making the playoffs. Not very wow. surprised. I mean, I mean, I, I like Edmonton's still good. We thought they were going to be good at the start of the season. They had a really bad couple of weeks, um, a month and a half, I guess. Yeah. Than a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, you look at their sort of playoff charts and they have three teams locked in, in the central essentially yep. Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg. They're all going to be in the playoffs. And then there's that drop off where you essentially then, and then on the Pacific side, you have Vegas, LA, Vancouver, Edmonton, all essentially guaranteed to make it all higher than 86%. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, that it's really that last spot in the West. And it's look, it's just a toss up between Nashville, Minnesota, Arizona, and a little bit of Calgary. Yeah. And, and so the, the Canucks really shouldn't be too concerned with themselves about that. Um, you know, I think f- everything points to the Canucks being, you know, third or fourth. I imagine like if Edmonton continues this run, 
they fall to fourth, and I, I think they'll be okay. Um, but, you know, I, they're, I, L.A. and Vegas look too good um, to catch. Yes, I agree with you. How about before we get to Ethan Bear and it kind of sets up the next week too? Um, what do you think about the Kuzmenko thing? Is it something where within three weeks he's going to be back on the top line? Are you fine with this tough love? Is the is the relationship fractured? Because I, I keep saying I, I get surprised when I hear trade talk. Because yes, I get that's five point five million dollars this year, next year you could use to. Can you imagine like a Tanov? You get Tanov because you you free up five million, whatever. But then he's kind of like the guy guy you want in the playoffs because he can get very hot, very streaky, and, and and help you win a series. So I don't I don't know how I feel. I don't know what's going to happen, Parker. I just surprised we're here for us. Yeah, and I saw I saw some discourse today of people being yeah. like, oh well, of course, you know, oh his shooting percentage went down to ten percent, like it went down mm-hmm. to league average. Well, wow, what a surprise! And it's like that's not the problem here though. Yeah, right. Yeah. The problem is is how he looks out there, right? You know, last year he looked dangerous at all times. When he yes. got the puck, you're like that man. This could he could do something here. This year he looks he looks like he doesn't want to make a play. Uh, he yes. You know, there was there's one play where he has like the puck in the slot and he and he defers. It's just like he need, he's lost he's lost a bit of his mojo. Um, yep. And I I think part of that is you know Rick Tockett trying to instill stuff in him in a way that maybe works really well for a JT Miller and maybe doesn't work as well for an Andre Kuzmenko. Not that that's his fault, right? That's on Kuzmenko to figure out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, we saw what four goals this year. Um, yep. Whereas he yep. had 39 last year, right? He should have 15 <laughs> if we're going on that pace almost, right? Maybe 14, 13. Um, but yeah, he just, he just hasn't been there. Do I think he can bounce back? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, I, you know, I, I think, I think he, I think he just needs to get like two bad goals and just start going. Um, yes. It's just, it just feels like he's fighting everything. Yeah. 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 So do you, do you think by Christmas, is he back on the top line? Um, I mean, he's got some competition now, right? <laughs> I mean, like Niels Hoaglander has looked like he could take that role. Um, yeah. Which yeah. I'd be, I'd be fine with. Uh, you know, Sam Lafferty can, can do it if he wants to, too. Um, yeah, in a perfect world where everyone's playing to their potential, Kuzmenko should be on the first line. Um, I agree. And I, I don't know if he's there by Christmas. That's, that's pretty close. Um, yeah. but you know, maybe yeah. um, hopefully, but maybe mid January, you know, we start to, he starts to pick something up and I could be wrong, right? It could be that he, this is just what he ends up being this year and, and it sucks, but um, they have other players that are stepping up and filling these roles, right? We talk about Niels Hoaglander, who's got 13 points in 26 games, nine goals for the guy yeah. in 26 games, right? You talk about Sam Lafferty. He's also at half a point a game. He's got 15 points in 28 games, eight goals, seven assists. Sam wow. Lafferty is a plus 15 this year. Like he, not that plus minus wow. matters. I mean, Niels Hoaglander is a plus 12, but yeah, like you got guys who are, they're filling the, they're filling the holes uh, in these cases. But yeah, if you had Kuzmenko on and you had Elias Pettersson on, like you saw last game, um, yeah, that that 500 stretch is the low point if those guys come back and are you know back to their full potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think, yeah, it's just nice to have options because now Talkit can say even if he brings Kuzi back up and let's say Hoglander stays on that second line because he's much better there over PDG, yeah. then maybe Kuzmenko struggling or God you know, hopefully he doesn't get hurt, but now, now, you know, okay, I can put Lafferty up here for small spurts or even longer spurts. So it's nice to have options. I, I don't think every single lineup change meetness means oh trades coming trades coming, but um, yeah, the longer Koozie's down there playing 10 minutes a game and not getting a shift in the final 15 minutes, the, the more this talk is going to amplify in this market for sure. Yeah. And may, you know, maybe it's a thing where the Christmas break is just sort of a reset there, right? It's like, Hey, you know, yeah, we're, we're taking five days off. You know, this is, you know, he can maybe free the, I, 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 it looks mental to me. You know, it doesn't look like he's, yeah. it's not like his shots gotten worse or anything like that. It looks like he's just, yeah. he's just fighting the puck yeah. and it happens. You know, people get like slumps, slumps happen. Like it's, it's weird to think about even for like myself as a guy who plays beer league hockey once a week, <laughs> I'll go, I'll go five games in a row, which is over the course of like a month and a half. And I'll yeah. score like eight goals in those five games. And then I'll go five games and do nothing. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's all in, it's all in your head. You get there you're like, man, I haven't done anything lately. Maybe today is the day. And of course you're still fighting it. 
Um, so I can't imagine what it's like when you're, you know, you, you're playing every other night and, and you can't get anything going. Yeah, no, well said. Well said. Okay. Enough about Kuzmiko. We should probably talk about bear. He's the headline in our, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's half the headline. Half the headline. <laughs> um, yeah, Ethan Bear uh, comes out. Was it this morning? Um, yeah, Dolly Wall and others. So we heard last week that the Canucks were no longer the front runner, um, as it was, uh, you know, as the Capitals were sort of taking over. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, as of today, uh, Rick Dolly Wall tweets out. I don't remember the exact quote, but Bear said, you know, the Canucks were told today that they are out on Ethan Bear. Um, you think this is a strictly money issue? Like, yeah, uh, I the do. Capitals just capitals just raise their uh, they start bringing more money to the table. Yeah, the way Dollywall talks about, it, he said the Canucks were willing to offer a year at a million, and then Bear wanted a year at one point five million from other teams, and then Capitals might come in at two years, two million. And if you're Ethan Bear coming off a major surgery, that two year security is huge. Plus a million dollars yeah. a year more. That's huge too. I, I don't think there's any bad blood. I, you know, Washington's got a lot of money. Backstrom's not going to play this season. That's kind of why Ovechkin's so bad right now. But that's another story. So I just think there's there's as much as it is natural. He was training here. He's such a good partner for Hughes. Da da da. Um, we forget sometimes that there's 31 other teams. Not all of them are interested. But if a team can throw money and term at him, I, I don't blame Ethan Bear at all. Although I think he'd. It would be really nice. He always automatically becomes our second best right shot defenseman, I think, after Hronik. Yeah, and then yeah. it gives you more options. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I, I, I hear those numbers and I'm like, that's not that expensive. Yeah. Even, even if it, like, for a third pairing D man, two million bucks, that's that's not that expensive. However, yeah, true. there's also some value in setting a number and, and sticking with it and saying, like, hey, this is what we'll pay you. Um, you can take it, or if someone else will give you more, that's fine. Uh, but we're not going to allow you to essentially leverage those against us right right maybe that has some long-term value um with his agent and with just agents in general um yeah. and and maybe that's alvin saying like hey we are now the you know the way we've been playing this is a place that people might want to play you know we yep. should we don't have to pay above market rate like we did when we were winning you know 30 games a year right right um so maybe that maybe that's part of it um, Good point. But yeah, there's, I and I have to imagine, you know, he's been the most active GM in the league this season. Um, you got to imagine there's something else up the sleeve, right? Yes. They yes. have right now. You look at like, oh, they have three point seven million dollars in cap space, but that's until um, Susie comes back, right? That all goes away. Mm. They yeah. essentially go down yeah. to you know four hundred fifty k in cap space. So they they definitely would have to get move. rid of yeah. somebody uh, yeah. in order to bring Ethan bear in. Right. And maybe that's yeah. why the $1 million was easy because you sign a guy for a million dollars, you send someone else down and bury a million dollars and it's essentially a wash. Um, yeah. But they don't have that luxury. If it's uh, if it's 2 million, exactly. They can't exactly. get that done. And you know, we, we didn't, we hardly got a chance to celebrate the newfound cap space because they used the, the 4.1 they got from Bavillier to sign Zadorov at 3.75. So there's, there's that 400 grand you're, you're talking about. So, yeah. um, yeah, you're right. It's going to necessitate another move. And that's why the other interesting part, Parker is in the same breath, Rick Dell mentions Chris Tanev, who's on the last year of his four year, $4.5 million contract. So then I'm thinking, and I, I in my quick video today, I'm saying, well, if you trade a Kuzmenko, if you trade a Garland, there's your $5 million to get a guy like Tana. But I'm not saying we should do it. I'm not saying that Calgary would trade a, a second defenseman to us in this in the span of a season. But uh, it makes you think, for sure. Yeah, Calgary had another tough loss tonight. They lost 6-5 yeah. to the Avs um, in regulation, too, uh, to add a little bit extra to it. Um, yeah, you know, when, when you say that, right, Connor Garland's name sticks right out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I mean, nine points in 28 games, just two goals, right? Mm. I, for the amount of flack that I gave Anthony Bavillier for having two goals and both being <laughs> against the Sharks, you know, and all the times I've said that the Canucks shouldn't trade Connor Garland. Uh, two goals is two goals in 28 games, right? We're a yep. third of the way through the season now, which yes. is crazy to think about, but this is the third, it's the third of the season, Mark. He's on pace for six goals. I don't care if you're producing well analytically and you're due, you know, normally I am right. When this, when this team was, you know, eight points out of a playoff spot, I was like, Hey, you know, I want people to, you know, be analytically good. Cause this team's not making the playoffs anyway. So let's build yeah. off of this. 
But yeah. now we're talking about a team that's, you know, competing for a playoff spot. And they're pretty comfortably in one, but you have the Oilers pushing. You have the Coyotes pushing, right? One yeah. one slump and, and you know, you're, you're a bit, you know, things get a bit hairy. So... Yeah, if yeah. if we need to if we need to cut a guy like Connor Garland, free up almost five million dollars of space, and and again, you know, I for all the good things I've said about Connor Garland, there's two more years left on that deal, and that mm-hmm. was a I I still thought that was a positive value until this season. Um, yeah. Again, I made that video about why they shouldn't trade him, um, but he's been a lot worse this year. Um, yeah maybe a little tougher. There's a lot of real money left on that contract, right? That's these are the, it was a little backloaded, but yeah, if you can move out that $5 million, right. I'd much rather move that out than move Kuzmenko's money out again. Kuzmenko's sure. shorter. Um, it's a little bit more. It's five, 550 K more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Kuzmenko's better player right now than Connor yeah. Garland is. Uh, and like I said, that like contracts a year shorter. And I think, you know, we've seen Kuzmenko be a 39 goal player. We have not seen Connor Garland anywhere close to that, and we won't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Kuzmenko still has 15 points this year to, to Connor Garland's. What did I say, nine? Um, yeah. yeah. If you can find a way to cut Garland and and use that at that point, you know, over five million dollars in cap space that they'd have, um, then yeah, things get a little interesting. I don't know what it would cost. It might be expensive, mm-hmm. um, but. I have this trust now in Patrick Alvin to, I mean, every, every acquisition that Patrick Alvin has made since the off season started, the off season has been cheaper than expected. Yeah. Right. Ian Cole, one year, 3 million. Uh, Susie was cheaper than we thought, you know, Bluger and, and Suter cost almost nothing. Um, of course the Zadorov trade, we thought that was going to be a second. It was a third and, you know, Bavillier's pick, uh, like La- everything is La- been- Lafferty for a fifth. Sam Lafferty for a, for a yeah. fifth, and then Toronto goes and signs Ryan Reeves, who is an absolutely an absolute black hole and not an NHL hockey player. Um, yeah. Like yeah. all of these moves, hey, you have absolutely earned the benefit of the doubt. If you want to go buy a player, I mean, who are we? Who are we to say no? Um, you know, mm-hmm. the previous GM, I would be nervous, but right now, you know, he's uh, he, he's he's hitting everything out of the park so far. Yeah, and going back to your original point about. Is Alvin and Rutherford done? No, because whether it's Bear or Tanev, you need to be at least seven, eight defensemen deep to to go to the playoffs. So let's just say that we got Ethan Bear just for for the sake of discussion. Yes, you have seven now bonafide defensemen, but you need seven because they they were going to be Hughes, Hronik, Bear, Cole, Susie, Zadorva, Myers. Because I, I'm not sure if I consider Friedman or Juleson or McCord or Hirose or Wolana as much as we want, like some of these guys, they're not tried and true playoff battle tested defensemen. So you need to go seven, eight, nine deep. So that's why I do agree with you. I think they are still going to get another defenseman. I don't know who it's going to be probably right shot guy. Cause we're kind of overloaded on the left, but um, that's why, that's why um, Dolly Wall mentioned both Chris Tanev and Jalen Chatfield. He mentioned <laughs> interesting is, does yeah. Carolina have any interest in getting rid of him though? Well, he I, I don't know. Been, they haven't been playing to their expectations this no. year. And his contract Parker, is beautiful. He's in the second year of a two-year 762.5 a year. 762. Yeah. So 800 yeah, grand. That is yeah. uh that's very cheap. And uh yeah, yep. he's been good in yep. in Carolina. Um yep. that's an interesting one. I it's the thing, like how much would a Jalen Chatfield cost? Like it doesn't Nothing. it's well, I mean, in a trade, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like it would cost a little, but I like what? can't be that like, much. Like a fourth know. or fifth rounder, you mean? Something like that? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, it's like, yeah, he's he's playing on their roster. It's going to be expensive. But then it's also, right. yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's like he's, he's only 27, and he's looked decent for them. Um, Like, he was really good for them last year. But, yeah, yeah I mean... If if you're pulling Jalen Chatfield back for yeah fourth or something along those lines, I mean mm-hmm. that again that bolsters it up a lot, and uh, it's cheaper than Ethan Bear, and it's probably similar caliber. Uh, yeah, he's actually and... he's actually doing pretty good. He's got seven points yeah. in twenty two games last year. He had fourteen points in seventy eight. Yeah, he so he's already last year, and it, yeah, and he's already at half of his thing in in way like a uh, way better scoring rate. But he, he yeah. was a plus 23 last year. He's, like, he's a minus one, but still. Yeah, but the team's yeah. doing worse this year, right? Um, yeah. As yeah, a whole, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's entirely his fault. I yeah. haven't been watching the, the Hurricanes yeah. much. 
We'll blame the whole. But I did. I did say they have the second worst or the the worst goaltending in the league, uh, which I'm going to imagine is more at fault than Jalen Chatfield. I would agree with that for sure. Wow. So yeah, yeah. Canucks aren't done. They can't be done because um, because <laughs> Noah Juleson is still playing. Oh, um, well, I, I I mean like I, you know they have an injury. You know Carson Susie's out, and that's yep. uh and they need to be able to ice six confidently NHL defensemen when yep. they have an injury, uh, and that's what they have. They have six NHL defensemen on their roster. Right okay, now. thirty second answer uh, for both of us. Let's convince each other why Juleson is playing more than Friedman. Is it simply the physical aspect that he brings that Friedman doesn't? He, I mean, to give him the benefit of the doubt, he has been analytically better than Friedman has. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, I'm going to see if I can pull up the the numbers really quick. Um, yeah. Let me go by expected goals for. Okay. While you're pulling that up, five, no problem. Five, I will... Acknowledge Spartans. Second donation. Thank you, Spartan. Do we need to send PDG down to give Pod Colson another look? I think we'll see Pod Colson by the end of the season. I just don't know when. But yeah, I think we I think it's a safe bet that we will see him by the end of the year. So at five on five, Mark Friedman is sixth on the team and expected goals for a percentage. Um, while Noah Juleson's 21st. 50 uh 53% for Mark Friedman, uh 45% for Juleson. So Juleson is worse on the team. Case. Yes. Um, The issue, I believe, where it was coming from uh, was that they liked Juleson more on the penalty kill. Mm. Um, However, I mean, expected goals is such a terrible metric on the penalty kill because, like, you're not expected to score any um, (laughs) for the most part. (laughs) But, yeah, I I think that was the reasoning. Uh, Andy's bigger. But, yeah, I I mean, I, I just, to me, it's... I I've liked Friedman more, um, but we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, it's, I think it's interesting that they haven't swapped him in at all. Right. They haven't yeah. been like, ah, you know, we'll give you one of every three games. I'm like, no, Juleson's the guy, um, which, uh, yeah, kind of bizarre. Okay. Yeah. The, just from the eye test perspective, I, I, I can see if they like his, cause you're not afraid to pummel guy into the boards or whatever. And, and talk, it has praised his, his better decision-making like quick first pass out or not overthinking things, keeping it simple. So I, I guess so. I, they're, they know better than us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not the biggest deal, right? It's, yep. it's, it's a, I, I would think of Friedman as a minor upgrade, but a minor upgrade to your number 60 man isn't uh, isn't moving the needle a ton, right? <laughs> when we take Jules out of the lineup and put Susie back in, that's that's what moves the needle, right? Because then you're yes. able to shift guys around, shift guys down, uh, and that would be yeah. a, a difference maker. I would agree. I would agree. Um, while you're here, guys, make sure you hit the like button. Um, we're only at, what, 28, 29? There's 150 guys in here. Hit the hit that like button. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed as well um, before we get into the previews for the week. Um, and uh, yeah, if you've missed any parts so far, you can always rewind at the end or find it on your favorite podcast platform. Let's go into the previews mm-hmm. because we've got we've got six minutes. And it's about to be five minutes to do four games. Four games to preview. All right, um, and it starts tomorrow. Uh, Two home games here against the Florida teams. Tomorrow against Tampa Bay. Um, Vassie's back, right? He is. Is that, is that correct to say? Okay. He's got um, yeah. The Lightning have been okay this year, 13, 11, and 5. They haven't had their best goal, like the best goal in the league for a good chunk of that time, though. Uh, they just snuck out a win on Saturday in OT against the Kraken, um, which if I remember correctly, I think the Kraken tied late in that one. Mm. Um, and, but they just lost to the Predators 5-1. They did beat the Stars in back-to-back, or no, they, sorry, they beat the Stars 4-0 after losing to them 8-1. Um, so a, a weird season for the Lightning, um, a middling team, but always a scary team. Kucherov leading the league in points. Yeah, so they're, they're still a good team. Still and Jack Maloney's saying Stamkos is sick. Uh, I know that. I have him in fantasy. <laughs> um, oh. So I get the notifications on him. So that's interesting and might have no headman as well. Uh, mm. I don't know what that's from, um, but that could be a uh, that could be a boon, yep. yeah, for the uh, for the Canucks. 
Okay. Well, I already know what I'm predicting in my head, but I won't give it away until the end where we have to do our four game record. Okay. Uh, game two, uh, Thursday, Luongo night, Panthers, yes. Canucks, Thursday night, Ring of Honor. You're going. I will be there. I'm going. Excellent. So neither of us doing game over Vancouver, I think. <laughs> nope. Shouldn't be. I've got, I've got tomorrow's game. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Thursday against the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers have been really good. 17-8-2. Yep. They've won three in a row. They're 6-3 and won their last 10. Um, they've won their last three. Uh, the last three games against the Stars, Penguins, and Columbus. Um, they have the Kraken tomorrow as well, so they'll probably win that one. Um, <laughs> that'll be an interesting one because uh, obviously you'll have both teams maybe a little bit fired up for Luongo, and it uh, mm -hmm. should be a good one, though. Yeah, and it's interesting. You look at these two teams, two games as a whole. In the very the second week of the season, our first road trip, we actually lost to Tampa, but we beat Florida. It might be reversed this time, but we'll see. But yeah, yeah. there's gonna be a lot of lot of lot of uh, energy in the in the crowd for sure. There's gonna be a lot. It's funny though. I was I, I made this point in my stream, Parker. There's no current Canucks players. Well, I guess it makes sense. The Longo's a little older. No Canucks players that played with them. Uh, Besser is the longest tenured Canuck player. And he got drafted after Luongo got traded. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and coaches, we, get, we get those morning games. Uh, yeah. Saturday in Minnesota. So a pretty good travel, right? To play Thursday at seven. And then I imagine they fly out Thursday night, get to Minnesota late Friday morning. Uh, and then, yeah, they'll play Saturday at 11 a.m. our time, um, <laughs> which is odd. Uh, the Wild, I mean, the Canucks just beat them and they've been hot lately, uh, right? Winning, they won four in a row with their new coach. Yes. Um, but they're still a struggling team. Um, and it looks like uh, they lost to the Canucks, then they lost to the Oilers, and then they bounced back and shut up the Kraken yesterday. So they've had a, um, you know, they, they might be getting back on track. Um, but uh, yeah. not the toughest road. Yeah, not the toughest road trip. And we, we got our, our four four person stacked game over Vancouver. So I'd love to see a win that day, but yeah, um, the Canucks should win this one. Yep. And then they play Sunday at noon, which is really bizarre. So they have, they have essentially the full afternoon of rest on Saturday in Minnesota, or I guess they'll probably go straight to Chicago Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they play at noon on Sunday. The Blackhawks will be rested. They play Thursday and then they have a two day break. Mm. Um, but it is the Chicago Blackhawks who have won nine games this season. Um, they won four of their last 10. Like they haven't been terrible. Um, you know, they beat the blues, they beat the ducks, um, but they've, they've been losing most of the time. Uh, but that'll be the first, uh, first Connor Bedard against Vancouver game. Yeah. I I'm excited for that. I'm excited for, yeah, it's a, like a, we were, I think, did we talk about it right before we got on the air? On air, I can't remember. But yes, uh, Connor Bedard is not coming here until January 22nd or 20th or whatever it is. Yeah. So uh, we get to see it a week, uh, a month in advance in Chicago. But yeah, these, to me, these look like um, four winnable games, but I'm not going to say four, no. No, Are you? I, I, I'm looking, so looking at the schedule, I'm going to go in reverse. Chicago, they should beat. Minnesota, they yeah. should beat. Uh, and then, yeah, I like him in one of those games. I don't know which one I, I I'm going to say probably the Florida one being the game I'll be at and being the Luongo night. Uh, so I'm going to go with the nice three and one and that would put them in, in great shape. Um, cause then they have the Preds and the stars, which are, are two big, uh, two big central opponents. Yeah. I will not disagree. I will take that three and one as well. Excellent. Nice and easy. Um, anything else you want to, do you want to touch on before we wrap up here? We're at the 11 o'clock mark. No, we, uh, and uh, to address, I was just going to type out a comment, but, um, I'll mention it to Jimmy because, uh, Jimmy had a fair comment. He says, I don't understand why people do live shows and don't engage in the chat. Like they are so interesting. They don't need better material. Uh, all good, Jimmy. And I will say, um, when Parker and I are doing our individual shows, either here or on our channels or game over, it's a lot easier because there is one of us. Um, and then you're often looking to fill and time and engage, but the nature of this show, um, is really because there's two of us and we both like to talk in a good way and we recap and we preview and we talk about news. The general flow here is, is, is that we don't get to the questions or the chat as much as maybe we, you might like, but we certainly encourage all of you in the chat to engage with, with each other. And we will highlight certain things that, that do come up. So Jimmy, fair comment. Uh, we love that you are here. 
but um but uh we need to be honest with and, and i think most of the viewers for better or for worse know know that about this style of show for sure but i, I did want to acknowledge your comment for sure yeah we could do an hour 15 but then i would sleep less and that would be <laughs> unacceptable uh <laughs> Uh, we we've just got it down to a science. That's the problem. We've been doing this for you know two and a half years, and now we're so yep. used to you know we've got our timing down. Where you could throw in another game to, for us to preview. Sure, we finished at what exactly eleven. We're we're automatic. All right, yep. that's the <laughs> that's our problem. Um, but folks, catch us in a week where there's not a lot of games to recap or not a lot of games to preview. I oh come see us in the summer, my friend. It is <laughs> there's a lot of time for yeah. for the chat. Absolutely um, yes. Folks, thank you all very much uh, for joining us tonight. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you leave a like, hit subscribe so you're here next time. Uh, if you're more of an audio person, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform. That always helps us out as well. Um, yeah, you can rewind back to the beginning, catch up later, do all that good stuff. Uh, you can find me, Parker's Pucks, on Twitter and YouTube. You can find Clay at Clay on Twitter and YouTube. Clay, any parting words this fine Monday evening? Looking forward to a good full week of four Knuts games. I get to see you, Parker at the arena hopefully a quick hello and then we're on air together on saturday on game over vancouver so a lot of connects content and uh, a great chance for the connects to to solidify their hold uh in the top three spot in the pacific excellent well folks thank you all very much have a wonderful night if you want to hang out with clay a little bit more at 11 15 you can he's got a stream going on his channel as well um i will be going to sleep after i upload this podcast uh, otherwise have a good night and we'll see you next time